The Blockbusters Podcast is proud to be a member of the Pod Bros Network. You can find us as well as other fantastic podcasts such as Pencil and Ink Review, Another Damn Trivia Show, and The Language of Bromance at podbros.com, as well as on most other fine podcasting services. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to share and enjoy the Blockbusters Podcast. Welcome to this little film spotlight where we have a guest on and have them talk about a film they like and a film they dislike, although only being four episodes in, that might be a little different this time. And our guest today is B-Rob. So I'll turn you over to him and he can explain who he is and uh, why you should listen to him. All right. Hello, everybody. My name is uh, B-Rob. I am the host of the Random Ramblings with Rob podcast to where I talk about, you you probably guessed it, random things. <laughs> Everything it can be from wrestling to um, most recently. Um, what's the language uh, rating on this show? Uh, you can say whatever the hell you want. <laughs> all right. Dick fishing. We was talking about dick fishing a little while ago. So okay. We, we talk about all kinds of things. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the that's the full gambit of uh, conversation topics right there. Yeah, we was talking about Hulk Hogan and dudes thought we got into dick fishing somehow. I don't even know how that worked <laughs> per se, but it was a topic of conversation. Yeah, I know. I'm definitely going to have to play that on my ride to work tomorrow just to find out how the hell you got that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, to get this started then, we normally start with the one that you like first, and you did say that it, there's a little difference there. How about you get to pick the one that you'll do first, but I normally try and guess the genre that it would be in, okay. even though, to be honest, I don't know very much about you, so this is going to be just completely seeing if I... If I hit it randomly, it's just, I'm throwing a dart right now. Uh, let's see. How about, I'm going to guess it's either in the comedy genre or the sci-fi genre. You are partially correct. Partially. And uh, as I said on the last one, I will take that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. So, uh, go on then. Why don't you let us know what this one is then? Okay. For the likes or whatever. Whenever you, um, approach me with, um, find a movie you like and automatically I, I flash to my favorite movies right. and out of my favorite movies. See, that's a crazy question for me because yeah. anybody that has, that has ever asked me what my favorite movie is. The first thing that immediately pops into my head without you no know, hesitation is the movie half baked with Dave Chappelle. Okay. Now, now that's a comedy. It is. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not the best movie in the world. And by far, it's not, you know, out of all the movies I've ever seen in my life, it's not like even the number one movie. But automatically, by default, this movie is the first thing that pops up into my head. <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a good movie. I like it, but it's not my number one. No, well, that, 
That's fine. I mean, if anyone were to ask me what my number one film is, it would be Shawshank Redemption, which is, as I say, it's a fairly standard answer, and as you go on IMDb, it is generally seen as the number one film of all time. But, yeah, for this show, I wouldn't pick that, because what I'll typically try and ask is, it'd be a film that you think maybe some people won't have seen or will have skipped, and then you're trying to kind of be the uh, the champion of the film. And I can definitely say I have never seen this film, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know that it has Dave Chappelle in it, and that is about it as far as knowing what this <laughs> film is about. So why yeah. don't why don't you sell me on this film? Why should I watch it? Okay, um, it's a comedy, and basically what it is is about a bunch of um, weed smokers a whole bunch of potheads right and um the beginning of the film it starts off with um their various uh lines of employment because they all live together in this one apartment right uh, one's a school teacher um the main character Dave Chappelle, he's a janitor uh one of the roommates he work at a fast food joint and um one work at a record store and i think one is a kindergarten teacher okay. if i hadn't said that already and um they all live together in this apartment and they smoke hella weed and they, you know, begin in the movie, their line of employment and then they, the various ways of how they get their weed, you know, via be the delivery service or, um, going to various individuals in the park and which shady looking in the picture or whatever. So, you know, they kind of shy away from, um, going out to the park and getting their weed and everything. Right. But there's a, a dealer, well known dealer to the effect of rappers sing about them in their songs. Ah. And he has this delivery service and it's like, if you have the money to do so, this is the best way to get your product, you get the best product and you get it delivered to you. I mean, who would want their drug of choice delivered to them? That's, that's a great idea. Yeah. So, um, at the, at the beginning of the movie, they all get together after work. They order up the weed from, um, Samson, which is the, the kingpin, marijuana dealer and drug kingpin of the city his little henchmen drop off the weed they all get into their ritual position and everything they smoking weed they're getting high they just you know do what potheads do and afterwards of course they get the munchies so they send uh, one of their friends which is the kindergarten teacher to the store and they make this um weird list and then it was like 58 items on the list and they name every last one of them off in the movie and it's just like Funyuns, uh, two large pizzas, uh, popcorn, uh, chips and they yeah. just naming all the whole bunch of stuff and the last thing they name off is water because you gotta have lots and lots of water. You know, you get cotton mouth when you smoke marijuana. So they send the guy out and he's baked out of his mind. He's high as hell and he comes out with all the things that they named off on this list, and you'd think he wouldn't remember all this stuff because he's high. Marijuana smokers have a, uh, a short memory from what I've been told. Right. What, what were we talking about again? I'm not sure, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So <laughs> you go outside, and there's a, a horse, a police horse, and um, you're talking to the horse and everything. I, the horse ain't talking back, but he start feeding the horse the food that he just bought, you start feeding him popcorn, he feed the horse pizza, everything that he went there and bought, he fed everything to the horse. And then the horse just kills over and dies right there on the spot. And okay. then the cop come up and everything. He's like, 
what did you do? He's like, I just fed him some popcorn and some marshmallows and all kind of shit like that. He's like, the horse is diabetic. And the horse went to it like a sugar corn and shit and died. <laughs> of course it did. That makes perfect sense. So they take him to jail. They brand him as a cop killer and everything. Right. And his roommates got to bail him out of jail because when he went in, he was fresh fish. And they had this guy named Nasty Nate who's notorious for his uh, undercarriage there and uh, raping the fish. Mm-hmm. So he had X amount of days before, um, you know, Nasty Nate was going to come get him because um, the guy that was protecting him in prison was getting paroled early. So he only had a few days before he got paroled. Then he wouldn't have protection anymore. So they had to come up with a million dollars to bail him out of jail. And so what they did was start selling weed. <laughs> of course, yes. That naturally, that's where you would go. Uh, I mean, I suppose for weed smokers, trying to sell it makes... A bit exactly. Awesome. And then, you know, after that point when they decide to sell weed to get their friend out of jail, they just go through all the different woes and perils of, you know, one, trying to get a supplier, a way to acquire the weed, and... Two, not spend the profits that they make from, you know, selling the weed, you know, getting clientele and all kind of stuff like that. So the movie kind of tracks through all that. And um, it's just just a crazy, crazy, crazy movie. It it sounds it. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) All right. Well, uh, being a Dave Chappelle film, I'm sure that there's a fair amount of kind of mugging it up, as it were. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, it's, that was one of the first films that I seen Dave Chappelle, you know, starring in. He's one of my favorite comedians. I kind of get some of my uh, mannerisms from him. Right. And um, it's, I just, it, it was, I just love the movie. I can't <laughs> say nothing else about it. It's just, it's one of my favorite movies. It's the first one that pops into my head when somebody say, what's your favorite movie? But it's not like my number one movie. It's just the default answer. Right. Yeah. And I, I can understand it because you've got, the film that you appreciate and like the most, but then which one is the most entertaining for you, I suppose. Uh, I would imagine that's kind of how you feel about it. Yes. Uh, So you've kind of just explained it, but uh, like, what specifically about the film kind of speak to you? Is there a a tone in the film that you felt like, yeah, this film gets me or something like that? At the time when the movie um, came out, when I first initially saw it, I was younger. This was before I joined the military and everything, and I was a basically I was a kid, and right. that was those guys were kind of like me and my friends. We hung out, we smoked a whole bunch of weed, we ate up all the snacks in the kitchen, and all kind of shit like that. So I mean, it kind of spoke to me in that aspect of it because hey, those guys are just like me. I said we all silly, we all. <laughs> had different jobs at the time and it was just it's simpler times that's kind of what it spoke to me with this film and it was um seeing one of my favorite actors grow from that one film all the way up into when he started hosting his own show on uh, uh, Comedy Central to where he, he was making 50 million dollars you know for a season and all kind of stuff so yeah. it was just to see that actor grow as a character from when he was doing stand up 
for 10 minutes at a time on these different shows to getting bigger stand-up venues. Then the movie came and then he started getting bit roles in these bigger movies. And, you know, it's just, it's like, you know, seeing one of your friends that made it that you've been high school, well, middle school, and you've seen them play sports all the way up through college and everything. And to see your friend get drafted into like the NFL or something, it was just, it was just like the metamorphosis. It was amazing to me. Well, cool. Yeah, it's a, a very, a very deep answer about the film Half Baked. There, <laughs> and it's not a deep movie. It's just people running around smoking weed and acting stupid. Sounds like it. <laughs> so, what, my next question then is: Is there a favorite scene or moment in the film? Like, I, I guess, in given that it's a comedy. Is there a moment in the film that always makes you laugh without fail? Like, oh, it's, it's many, many scenes <laughs> from that movie. I mean, it's, um, I probably can't do it as well anymore, but it was a point in time to where I can recite that movie line per line from beginning to end, from the opening credits to the closing credits. Right. But, um, it's just little, little tidbits here and there. Like in the beginning when they, um, he's narrating it pretty much. Right. And, um, they show him at his job. He's a janitor or whatever. So you, you see him mopping the floor and everything and whatever. He's like, and that's me. I'm a master of the custodial arts or a janitor if you want to be a dick about it. <laughs> and then he worked in this, um, the place that he was doing the janitorial services at, um, it was, um, a pharmaceutical plant or whatever. Right. So he was, he was in there mopping around and I think, um, he was in the research lab just, um, mopping the floor. And one of the scientists came to him. He was like, uh, janitor. And he was like, yes, scientist. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, um, I need you to do something for me. I'm kind of busy here. I want you to take this, um, prescription here to the, um, pharmacy and, uh, you know, bring it back to me because so I can do this experiment. He's like, all right, cool. Great. So the guy write him a prescription. You take it to the pharmacy. And, um, as he goes there, he's, you know, smelling around. He's like, he's like, man. Somebody's having um, a party in here or they didn't do their shirt laundry, referring to somebody else might have been around there smoking weed. Right. So when you get to the prescription county, you get the lady the um the script, she go in the back, she come back with a pound of weed. And he's like, Oh and you know, he's flipping out, you know, because like this was the point of the movie to where they was trying to figure out how to, you know, get solid distribution, you know, some uh, a supplier so they could sell weed. Yeah. And all along there were he was working at this place that had this weed. <laughs> you know, so he got the um he got the marijuana, he went bring it back to the scientists, and it was just like a little funny back and forth there to where he was handing it over. Yeah. But not really handing it over. <laughs> so like the scientist like he gave it to him, the scientist tried to take it from him and he started like trying to jerk it back from him <laughs> and everything. So it was like struggling over it. And then, um, after that, he's like, man, I didn't, I didn't know you got down like this scientist. I mean, we could have been hanging out months ago, you know, having a party or something like that. <laughs> he's like, and then the scientist went into like, no, we just, um, experimenting on it for his medicinal purposes, blah, 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 whatever. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. And then when he was leaving, he, um, busted open the package <laughs> and he pulled like a whole hunk of this brick of marijuana off. And he gave it to him. He starts stuffing it in his pockets. And as the scientist is talking to him, uh, he's still pulling strands of uh, marijuana out of the packaging. 
and putting it in his pocket as he talking to the scientists. Yeah, I think I did ask the wrong question then because obviously if you're able to quote the film from beginning to end. <laughs> this is like, that's one of the ones that stick out to me. And I can, I can just keep going. I can just pick this uh, film apart, man. Yeah. Well, uh, I think in the interest of time, we'll, we'll ask you not to do that on this occasion. Okay. <laughs> and I'm assuming there was no sequel to this film. No, no. Cause I mean, they, all the actors in that movie went their own way. Um, some tried to stay in stand up comedy, didn't do so well. Right. But, um, Chappelle, he went in, like I said, he got picked up by Comedy Central and his show blew up. And some of those guys that was in Half Baked with him appeared on the Chappelle show. I mean, it wasn't recurring roles, but they had like little cameos here and there or whatever, which was pretty cool to see. And anytime I see those characters, you know, anywhere else, like, um, one of the guys that played in there, um, have you ever seen the TV show Scandal? Uh, I've seen bits and pieces of it. Where there's, um, a character on there called Huck and he, um, works for, um, the main character or whatever. And he was one of the actors in Half Baked. And it's funny seeing him in that role on Scandal because he is a serious character. I mean, yeah. he murders people pretty much, but I, all, all I can see when I see his face, I remember him from Half Baked, this goofy <laughs> character smoking marijuana and all kind of stuff like that. So I, I can't see that character in it as a serious one as he's portraying on TV. Yeah, I, I understand that. I kind of had a similar thing when I started watching Breaking Bad. Oh, and it, it was just it was Malcolm's dad. <laughs> it wasn't Walter White for the longest time. And then I think at some point it just kind of clicked for me. But, uh, yeah, I, I can fully appreciate that. And, see, now, and it's the opposite with me because, I mean, I, I'm, I'm aware he was on Malcolm in the Middle, but now every time I see him, he is Walter White to me. Yeah, now, I, especially I've seen Trombo more recently than I stopped watching Breaking Bad. And, yeah, like he he's becoming one of those actors that, when I see he's in it, I'm gonna probably gonna watch it. Yes, because he's been doing really well since then. Well, shit, he's gonna be in the new Power Rangers movie. He's gonna be Zordon. Hmm, I did not know that, but now I'm more likely to watch the Power Rangers. Exactly, me too. <laughs> uh, well, to I think to try and bring it back here. Um, so obviously there is no sequel to this, but have you ever thought? Like, had they made a sequel, like, what would they have done? Or do you think this is one of those films that, like, just leave it as one, like, and don't touch it again? Yeah, um, it would have been a reach if they tried to do a sequel. I'm, I'm pretty sure they could think of a way to do it. I'm thinking of some, as you say that now, cause I never really thought of it, you know, having a sequel, but I'm kind of pulling things together in my mind of how they could pull it off, which, I mean, I think they could do it, but right. the way they, constructed this film and everything. Uh, I don't think um, a sequel would do it good. I mean, I have fond memories of just the one movie. I mean, right. usually sequels aren't that good and I wouldn't want to damage everything, anything, you know, with this film. Yeah, I mean, I can understand it, especially since I imagine this was a 90s film. Yes, I think so. Yeah, you don't want to do a sequel to a 90s film almost 20 years later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you sure don't. Yeah, that, I think unless you have some fantastic writers and people that are willing to go along with it, I, yeah, that shit, or some <laughs> um, um, amazing uh, makeup artists, because then people probably don't look the same no more. 
No, yeah, it would have to be the only thing I can think of whenever I think of something where this much time has gone by. Maybe they're now parents and it's their kids. And yeah. Like, having to, maybe they're sneaking around their kids still trying to do my what or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, cause it does, um, it could play into something like that because at the end of the movie, he, um, gives up weed because, you know, he wanted to be with this girl who was against weed. Right. So he kind of put the drugs down and, you know, you can, um, go into a sequel to where, you know, now they have kids together and their kids are smoking weed or whatever. And they're trying to tell them not to do it and all kind of stuff like that. All right. Well, that, uh, that could be interesting. <laughs> That's fair. And I don't know if this is going to be one of those films that I will end up watching just because of, uh, I wouldn't be able to connect with it personally, but uh, it, maybe I'll give it a chance because I, I do think Dave Chappelle is a very funny guy and I'm assuming he wrote the film? Yes. Okay. yes him, yeah, him and um one of the other guys in the movie, they wrote it together. Okay. Right, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll put it on one day and at least give it a chance. All right, okay. Well, that's cool. I mean, th- thanks for bringing that one up. I, I honestly had forgotten all about it be- because I, I never gave it a chance. So, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, uh, at this point, we normally shift over to the one you don't like so much, but, um, yes, I, I hear from what you were saying that, uh, it might be a little different this time. So why don't you explain what it is <laughs> that you're doing? Okay. All right. See, when you giving you a favorite movie, I mean, I can do that. I mean, there's many I can pull from, but I chose to go with my default for right. whatever reason. That's my default. No, that that's fine. <laughs> and um, with the movies I hate, that's the thing. I don't really hate movies, you know. No, I mean, yeah. it's it's some it's certain things in movies that I dislike, but right. I don't think I've ever really disliked a movie as a whole. But what I can do for you mm-hmm. is give you a movie that I was disappointed in. Equally as good, I think. <laughs> okay. I mean, and this is an older movie too. I don't know if you're going to remember it or not or if anybody else will, but I mean, you kind of asked for that, right? <laughs> no, yeah. I and mean, one of the reasons we like to do this idea is getting films out there that people might not have heard of and talking about them. Cause I always find that fun myself. So. All right. This movie came out in 1996. Um, I think Half Baked came out in 98. So this came out before Half Baked. Okay. Um, MTV back in the day when it was kind of venturing into, you know, more TV shows and music videos and shit. Yeah. They had, uh, skits on MTV that would play. I think it was MTV anyway. Um, to where there was this apartment that was overrun by, uh, roaches. And the roaches be getting into all kind of different um situations. They be is almost like skits and everything. I whatever. think I know which film you're about to say. Go ahead, <laughs> hit me with your guess. It wouldn't be Joe's Department by any chance, exactly. would it? Exactly. <laughs> That's the exact movie I'm gonna bring up to you. Now, me, I thought those skits were hilarious. I right. thought it was funny as hell. And when they said that, hey, we're going to make a Joe's Apartment movie, I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be great. I mean, those skits were funny as hell. I mean, they were only like, I don't even think they were no more than 10 minutes or anything like that. So, I mean, 
you can make a lot of funny in 10 minutes, I guess, but to make a full length movie, I was like, Oh man, this is going to be great. <laughs> so me and my nephew, um, we got some money to go see it. Uh-huh. And when I went to the theater, you know, it was, you know, big lines and everything. I mean, it was a line outside the building. I was like, wow. I said, this movie is going to be great. But what, when I got to the ticket counter, I got my tickets. We went in. Nobody was in the theater. Hmm. It was just me and my nephew in the theater to see Joe's apartment. We were the only two in the theater. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, well, I mean, are we the only two that like this film or thought this was going to be funny, but I just, I couldn't understand it. And I mean, I watched it, but I didn't really fully watch it. I didn't really watch the whole movie until, you know, later on, but there in the theater, I was just like, wow, this, this really sucks, you know, (laughs) because I mean, literally, I mean, I'm not exaggerating at all. There were, there was no one in there at all. And this is not like, all right, it's been in the theaters for a couple of weeks. No, this was like premiere weekend. Right. And there was nobody in the goddamn theater to see this movie. <laughs> so, I mean, me and him, I mean, I was younger. So me and my nephew was just running up and down the house, throwing popcorn at each other yeah. and just, you know, being stupid because we had the whole theater to ourselves pretty much. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, it was, it was, it was just like, I didn't think it was going to be anything like that. I mean, that's a part of going to the theater to see movies or whatever. One, to see the movie. And yeah. two, I mean, because of the atmosphere, because, you know, that's how you get people's live reaction. I mean, it's not like, um, now to where you can just go on to Twitter and be like, Oh, this is what this person thought about this. Uh, this is what this person thought about this. I mean, you're in the theater with the person. If you're in there watching a scary movie, you can see which one, you can hear which ones are scary because you hear them ah, jumping around and all kind of crazy shit. Yeah. Or if you know a joke is funny when the whole audience is laughing. We didn't have that. We just had us running around being dumbasses throwing popcorn and soda at each other in the theater. Oh <laughs> so, dear. I mean, yeah, I, I can think I've only had one experience like that myself. And it was when me and a friend went to go and see Bicentennial Man. And we were the only two people there. And there were a couple of times where we just kind of got up and changed seats just because we could. (laughs) We're going to go over there for now. (laughs) But at least we enjoyed that film. It seemed like, uh, obviously, you brought up you were disappointed with this one. (laughs) So, and uh, and I do think Dave Chappelle was actually... Uh, one of the people that did voices for it, if I'm remembering correctly, I know it was. It was... I don't know. He probably did. I don't, I don't see, <laughs> see you're pulling up things to make me look into my Dave Chappelle bag. <laughs> well, I was, just, I, was uh, I remember I saw this for the first time about ten years ago, and I've I've seen it maybe once or twice since then. And the last time I watched it was you know once I was really getting into films and. Um, and also voice actors, because I, I liked a lot of cartoons and stuff and was looking into that. And I know that Billy West, who is the voice of Fry and the Professor and Zoidberg and Zach Brannigan in Futurama, he's the lead cockroach in it. Yep, he's in, yep, I'm looking yeah. at it right now. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it was, uh, I enjoyed seeing that, especially if you l- listen to Billy West talk. 
I think this role was the furthest he got away from his natural voice while he was doing it. And it's weird to think that I kind of just enjoyed it for just a weird film that it was. But uh, uh, I'm interested to, to have to go into what was it about this film then that disappointed you specifically? Like, what is your problem with it? Well, well, the one thing obviously was, you know, the, the poor presentation, not the pre- yeah. pre- presentation of the movie, but just, you know, the atmosphere surrounded it. I mean, nobody came to see this film. I mean, nobody <laughs> gave a shit enough about it to be like, here's a couple bucks so I can see this movie. Cause I mean, movies were cheaper back then, but yeah. Yeah. And then I mean, it was like, it had a story, mm-hmm. but you know, it was like, it was jumping back and forth from what I can remember from it. Cause I hadn't seen it in a long time. And it was yeah. just like, I can remember there being like a main story. And then they still kind of stuck to the MTV type deal where it was like skits in between and stuff like that. So yeah, it kind of threw me off. I thought it was just like the roaches is going to be, you know, doing other things. <laughs> and it's weird to say that the, ro- the roaches doing things. <laughs> yeah. It, well, I mean, if it's based off of a skit on TV where it's just a cockroach doing stuff, then I can understand why you would expect that from the film. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I paid money to see roaches do things. And it was like more focused on the human characters and everything yeah. from what I can remember. And then they pop in with a couple of little skits and they had, it was almost like a musical because they did a lot of singing in there from what I can remember. They, so roaches singing. Yeah, they did. I, I remember I had the opening song in my head for a long time <laughs> and I, I can still remember some of it. It's, was it, uh, Welcome to Joe's apartment. It's our apartment too. We've been oh, around yeah. for a hundred million years and we'll be here long after you. Oh, that's great, man. <laughs> yeah. thing, like, I, rem- I now you, now hearing you do it is like, it brings it back a, a little bit to me or whatever. But the only thing I really remembered about it was the end of it. It was like, and this is Joe's apartment. Our home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, one of those, I think I enjoyed it because it was just so out there. It's like, I'd never yeah. heard of the original skit. So I, in fact, I didn't know there was any until you just mentioned it. So yeah. it's, it's so weird that I would enjoy it as its own thing because it's just so weird and out there and you didn't enjoy it because it was based on something and was a bad adaptation of that. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's like some of those, um, uh, what's a MacGruber on Saturday Night Live? That was a skit or whatever that they tried to make into a movie, and the movie wasn't really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Based on what I've heard, yes, that that was not done well. <laughs> not so much. And then um, what I pulled away from that movie MacGruber to jump over a little bit is like the only reason I kind of liked it was because they had professional wrestlers in it. And I love professional wrestling. So right. I had a couple of actors and they was in there as actors or whatever. So, I mean, that's pretty much why I watched it. Yeah. That, that also seemed to be a bit of a staple of was it the nineties films and maybe eighties as well. Like definitely in say Ace Ventura and stuff like that, where they would have 
professional athletes or yeah. stuff like that, and they would just be in these films. Yeah, <laughs> Who's that? I mean, uh, Ace Ventura it was Dan Marino, wasn't it? It is Dan Marino, yes. <laughs> and, and he's playing himself. Yeah. <laughs> just like um, that's the best role you can get to get money to uh, to play you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just one of those things that it's like they didn't need to actually have. Dan Marino in it. They could have had someone to play a fictitious thing, but that for whatever reason, they were like, no, let's get Dan Marino. That'll yeah. work. <laughs> and I think it had a lot to do with, um, I think at that time, uh, Jim Carrey was like one of the hottest things smoking or whatever. So they wanted to put, you know, a lot of things around him to make it good. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it just seemed that that was the way Hollywood worked back then. It was like, it doesn't matter who's in the film. We also want to have one person so we can draw other people in just as well. Exactly. And then, cause like now, I mean, the, the difference between movies then and now is, you know, the money. And yeah. from like, all right, you can remember back if you've seen ET or whatever. Yeah. Look at, look at all the things they had in that movie. They had Reese's peanut butter cups. They had, you know, they was, they had the actual cereals and I don't remember the names of them, but it was like name brand cereals just like right there. They had Pepsi in the movie and everything like that. I mean, just products everywhere. Now, I mean, you even flash the, the freaking Apple logo on the back of your laptop in the movie without Apple's permission. You're getting fined. Back then it was just like, whatever is a product in the movie is something that you would find in the house. So, I mean, it's not uncommon for it to be shown. But yeah. now it's all about the money and all kind of other bullshit like that. Yeah, well, and you, you you did kind of have some films where there were product placement deals. Like, for instance, Back to the Future, yeah. Pepsi mm-hmm. had a huge yep. thing. <laughs> so that was always in there. And I think Mattel as well, they got, they had a thing with Mattel. So Mattel was the one that made the hoverboard in the second one. Yeah. But yeah, it, it definitely seems now that you get a whole lot of that. And I think... Yeah, I know it's totally off topic here, but uh, Wayne's World did it perfectly. When they're oh, saying, yeah. We will not bow to any sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just all of these, the, what was it, the Nuprin pills and the, the Pizza Hut boxes. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was, that was, that was great. It's, it's fun when it's done like that, but now is, um, you know, it's a money thing, man. You've got to pay if you want those products in there. And yeah. it is cool when you get sponsors because, um, I watch a TV show called, uh, Grimm. Yeah, my wife is a big fan of Grimm. Yeah, and they you can tell they is um, sponsored by Apple because everybody has an Apple phone in that mo- in that TV show. Yeah. And like from season one all the way up until now, everybody has a freaking iPhone or something like that. Yeah, and, it, and there are a couple of times where I know some shows, they can just linger just a little too long on the product that they're using. It's like, okay, we get it. Yes, you have... Your production company had a bit of a deal going with this thing. Yeah. Uh, and I'm all for that because I mean, it helps to make the film or TV show or whatever it is better. But yeah. I mean, I like more of those films to where they, you know, they make up their own products or whatever it is. Like, um, my kids will watch, um, iCarly or something instead of a, a, I, a Apple iPhone. They have a pair phone on there, on their right. TV shows <laughs> or something like that. I think that's pretty clever. Yeah. I, I kind of like that. <laughs> All right, so yeah, to, to try and get this train back on the rails here, um, <laughs> let, let's assume that you have the power to 
go back in time and rewrite the script or anything like that, how would you go about fixing this film so that you were not disappointed in it and you actually wanted to go see it? Oh, boy. You have <laughs> thrown the curviest of curveballs at me just now. <laughs> Shit. I mean, now, I mean, what what could you do? I mean, <laughs> well, I, obviously. I mean, probably anything other than what they did. So. Yes. I, you personally, you went to see it thinking it would be a whole bunch of stuff about the cockroaches. So maybe you'd want to see it where you do see it entirely from the cockroaches' point of view. And f- for them, the humans just keep bursting in and interrupting them. So yeah, I mean, you, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, yeah, I, I would think it'd be more focused on them. I mean, it can have some, uh, human elements, but, um, I don't know if you've seen it. It was an older show when I was young. I don't know how, I'm not going to get into your age or whatever, but, um, it's <laughs> Fraggle Rock. Uh, I, that is one of those shows I am well aware of, but I have never actually watched. Well, Fraggle Rock is, um, I remember it was a cartoon and it was a puppet series. They use um puppets to do it. I seen the puppet series first. But yeah. the way the premise of the show is um there's an old man and his dog. They live in this house and inside the walls of this house is a Fraggle Rock. This is where all the Fraggles live. They live pretty much in the walls and under his house and everything. Right. And this is where they live and they focus on those characters. And every now and then I forget what they called, um, the outside world, like the guy's house or in the yard or whatever. I think they would call it, um, the great beyond or whatever it is. Right. You know, every now and then they find themselves on the outside or in this dude house and the dog would always see these things and he would try to warn the old man about them or try to make them look. And, you know, the old man would think the dog is crazy or, you know, <laughs> he would shoot him <laughs> off, but more or less. It was about the Fraggles. It was about them. And, you know, they'll have a touch of human elements and everything or some kind of interaction with the outside world every now and then. So that's kind of what I would probably want it with uh, Joe's apartment. Right. So. Okay, so a Fraggle Rock version of Joe's apartment. That, that could be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and they did a lot of singing in there, too. So, I mean, hey, there it is. It works out. All right. <laughs> Well, uh, I mean, obviously, as I said at the beginning, I actually kind of enjoyed this film, so uh, I can't say I would agree, but I would definitely watch that one. I would give it a chance and see what, uh, yeah, see what came of it. Yeah, like I said, I didn't hate it. I was just disappointed in, you know, everything surrounding it. Yeah, perfectly understandable now that I know what the actual origins are. I, I can see why, uh, people wouldn't have enjoyed it much. Cool. Well, this has definitely been a lot of fun, and I can say I haven't thought about Joe's department in a couple of years, so thank you for bringing that back up. Boom. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, i, I got to see if I can find that again now. Yeah, I know, because, I mean, sitting here talking about these older movies or whatever, because I, I tried to um, see if I had Half-Baked anywhere on um, digital or one of my hard drives or anything like that so I can watch it, and I couldn't find it, but I haven't thought about to be honest with you, I haven't thought about Joe's apartment until probably a couple minutes before I came on the show with you because I, I was just going to explain it to the fact to where, you know, I don't really dislike movies. Right. I just, I mean, I, I just, you know, there's certain things that's, um, I didn't, I don't like about the movie, but movies as a whole, I mean, I'm not really disappointed. 
disappointed in them. It's kind of like podcasts or whatever. I mean, yeah. there's so many podcasts and there's so many different people that uh, do podcasts or whatever. And I mean, I'm not going to tell anybody that their podcast is bad because it's their podcast. It's their vision of what they want it to be. And I mean, they're doing what they want to do with it. You know, yeah. and there's an audience for every podcast. I mean, that's why there's so many of them. I mean, everybody <laughs> thinks differently and you're bound to corral a couple of people that think the same way that you do. So, I mean, nope, I don't th- think any podcast is a freaking failure. The only failed podcast is the podcast that is not continued, the one that's not kept up and one that's not being continually done. I mean, so you need, to, if you're going to put one out every Saturday, need to put one out every Saturday. <laughs> yes, and that is why we don't have a definitive schedule because we never know what's going to come up. But, exactly, so. and that's why I'm recording three or four episodes in a day so I can have something just in case, you know, I lose something or I can't get to a recorder in time. Yeah, and I can say that one of the reasons that I'm really enjoying this series and really want to keep doing it as much as possible is because my wife is pregnant and come October, I'm not going to have as much free time as I used to. So it'll be very nice oh, to have some of these. Man, congratulations, dude. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank yeah, you. Ki- and, uh, kiss your freedom goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, that's one of the other reasons why we kind of shifted into doing one Netflix film a month and then one new release was because I knew that down the line, I wouldn't be able to be going to the cinema every two weeks and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, well, that's cool, man. But man, con- congratulations, dude! Well, Kids are wonderful. Yeah. Yes, I'm. I'm sure they are, and uh, I'll, I'll get to see firsthand how wonderful and frustrating and all of that it will be. This is what you do if you ain't got time to podcast because of the kid. Bring the kid on the podcast. Uh, I'll try, but I'm not sure a four-month-old is going to have much to say about uh, the world of cinema. But uh, you know what? Maybe one time I will try that and just see how it goes. Yeah. You have your own little personal soundboard. You can have a whole bunch of fart noises, some giggles. There you go. All right. so well, thank you very much for coming on and why don't you let everyone know where they can get a hold of you alright and I appreciate you for having me on man oh no, no problem anytime be, uh, great to have you on the regular podcast at some point alright we'll, we'll work it out one day All but right. anyway this is your boy B-Rob and I am the host of the Random Ramblings with Rob podcast as I stated beforehand Mm-hmm. And you can find me on Twitter at It's B-Rob. That's I-T-S-B-R-O-B. My show also has a Twitter account. You can follow that at, get ready for it, R-R-R underscore podcast. That's three R's underscore podcast. Um, I have a website. You can go to that at randomrobcast.com. You can find all my social media accounts. You just scroll down to the bottom press the social tab and all my social media accounts will come up. Look at my Instagram. You can search random ramblings with Rob on Instagram and you can find my Walmart logs. I go to Walmart just about every day and I film a stupid little video in Walmart. So you can see me act a fool in Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) What a random thing. Yes. I love Walmart. I can't help it. 
<laughs> and, yeah. that, and that's where I get most of my movies from because it's got so low, so much low prices. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I fully understand. We are a Walmart family ourselves, just because that always seems to be the cheapest when we get there. Yeah. <laughs> this brought to you by Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Shop smarter. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. well, thank you for coming on. And as usual, you can find us. At Blokebusters, we're Blokebusters everywhere. Just go look for us, you'll find us. So, thank you very much, folks. Mm-hmm.